Hi friends, and welcome to the True Speaks podcast with Jessica Lauren. I'm your host, Jessica, and I'm so stoked to be here with y'all. I started this podcast because I believe that one of the best things we can do is share life and conversations with others about the big things, about the hard things, and about the important things. And I am so excited to invite friends from all different places for some incredible conversations. Today is a great day on the podcast because I am chatting with my friend Gina and I have been really, really looking forward to doing this podcast for a long time now and there just couldn't have been a better time than now. We recorded this episode last week just as everything was unfolding and all the craziness in our country and it's so timely. It's so timely because Gina gives us so much encouragement and wisdom on what do we do when we're facing unknowns, when we feel like God is calling us to do something but we can't see We're talking about the program called Beauty for Ashes that she founded and that I've been able to be a part of for the past three and a half years, and I'm really excited for you guys to hear more about this. This program literally has changed my life. It has changed the way that I've seen the world, and I'm so stinking grateful for it, and I'm so excited about what God is doing with this program, and I'm so excited because Gina is going to be sharing a little bit about how we can be a part of that too. I think this podcast is going to give you so much perspective about life in prison and the life of an inmate. Gina served a little bit of time in prison quite a a few years ago, and she shares a little bit about that experience um, and how that experience really led her to the place that she is now founding this program and leading this program and helping so many women find freedom from addiction and find freedom in order to live the life that the Lord has purposed for them. It has been one of the biggest joys of my life getting to know Gina, and I am so excited to share her with you guys today. So without further ado, here is my conversation with my sweet friend, Gina. Hey, Gina, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks, Jessica. I'm excited to do this with you. Oh my gosh, I am so excited. We've been talking about this for a hot minute. And it's been a while, <laughs> but that's okay because I, I never works out, but it's Listen, working today. Listen, it's working out today and it's just going to be the best. We're in the middle of a pandemic, but Woo-hoo! it's fine. <laughs> but we are sequestered. There's only two of us in the room. Yep. We're, We're sitting legal. fairly far apart. I mean, and social so distance. It's, it's, it's going to be great. <laughs> we haven't even hugged it out. Yeah, which makes it's, me okay. Sad, it's okay. It's totally okay. In a few weeks, we will do that. And we it's will. It's going to be great. It's going to be sanitized. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. And I'm so excited because uh, everything that we're going to be talking about is very close to my heart. And I know it's very close to your heart, obviously. Um, But anyway, I would love if you would just share a little bit about who you are and what you do and all the things. Okay. Well, so I am Gina Hanna and um, I am the executive director of Beauty for Ashes Prison Ministry. Um, It's actually Beauty for Ashes Ministry, which now that we're expanding, which we'll talk about, maybe I should just call it that, but we are a prison (laughs) ministry um, is part of what we do. Um, And so we serve, we have a reentry program in both um, well, it's not in both. No, oh, it's okay. It's a week okay. Later, I have to change the way I said it used to be in both prison, yeah. women's prisons in Missouri. Um, but we did just shut down our original location where we started in Vandalia, Missouri, um, in the women's prison there. And now we are just in Chillicothe, but it's open to any woman incarcerated in the state of Missouri. It's a Christ centered program, uh, where they live in community together, uh, inside the prison and go through at least a year long program, um, where they just get to focus on um, who Jesus says they are, kind of looking at the past and things that they've believed about themselves because of things they've gone through and yeah. going, okay, if it doesn't line up with who Jesus says you are, let's find out why you believe that. Let's deal right. with it. 
um, get you back on track and then start rebuilding on like the plans that God has for your life. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love Beauty for Ashes and I love what God is doing in this program. And I love you and all of the things. <laughs> I, so. I, I just love how God's brought us all together on this. Oh, it's mission. such a, it's my favorite thing about doing prison things. Everything involved with prison in any kind of capacity is that I feel like you just see Jesus in such powerful ways. Yeah. Almost like you don't see him normally. Like, yeah. e- even in a church, and I love the church, like nothing at all against the church. And I've seen the Lord in church, but there's just something about prison and there's something about doing this kind of work where you get to see God in a very unique way. And it is so cool. Well, you know, I mean, there are a couple of things come to mind when you say that is one, you know, the Lord said, if you visit those in prison, you are visiting me. And there's such truth to that. Like you really like experience Jesus there. And the other thing that's all, I always kind of explain it is like when you're at church, you're in a place of light, right? You Mm -hmm. are in a place of light. So if like, if I were to come to a room that's all lit up and I light a match, like the light, you can see that there's a light at it, but it's not really lighting things up. Right. I mean, the prison is definitely a dark place and it's an oppressive, it's a place where the enemy's gotten a lot of ground. So if you show up with light there, it, radiates and people can see it and I think you experience the light of Jesus so much more intently in that type of setting because that's the thing and honestly it makes you want to be in dark places which sounds very weird like not that I want darkness or not that I want oppression or anything like that yeah right and then when you get to see the Lord in places of darkness and you see how bright that light is you're Mm. like oh man I gotta keep going I know (laughs) I mean I remember there was a time at our church where we were like just praying like where's the Holy Spirit he seems to have left the church so we like um fasted about it for like a few days or actually Mm -hmm. 30 days Mm -hmm. um and and just really sought the Lord and every one of us got you got to get outside the church to really experience the Holy Spirit that is the thing Mm -hmm. and the church is such a great place for us to come together Mm -hmm. and like be united and all those things but we're just not called to stay inside the four walls of the church building like that is not not where the Lord has called us to just no. sit and hunger down together. You know, like that is <laughs> even when the uh, even president when, says we have to. I know. <laughs> even so, when we're quarantined. <laughs> thank God for technology, right? Yeah. We're still oh my gosh. The walls, oh my gosh. This. I can't imagine honestly being in this season of life and going through like being quarantined and a pandemic and all of these things, right? And not having social media or like yeah. the internet or anything like that to kind of stay yeah. connected with people. I'm like, man, <laughs> like, I mean, what truly. a rough world they used to live in. And talk about, I mean, talk about bringing light to the darkness even during this time on social media it's like no we need to be on there talking truth about god's goodness and not like the fear that absolutely going all over the The internet the hope and just the reality that like you know god's goodness and i think that this is one of the biggest things that i've learned by going to prison is that god's goodness is not dependent on the goodness of my life amen Do you know what i'm saying yes and i think that sometimes as christians and just as people we can feel like well if my life is good god is good and like yes. there's hope and there's joy and woo all these things right and i think even now in the situation that our world and our country is in right now of really coming face to face with real um brokenness and mm unexpected situations and devastation and all of these things right and fear yeah um it it, it makes us wrestle with yeah. the goodness of god and yeah. i think that's good for us yeah. because the reality is that god is not just good dependent on good life circumstances Amen. and when i started going to prison i really came face to face with that and mm. it kind of wrecked my theology because i i knew these things in my head that god mm-hmm. was good no matter what but I hadn't really come face to face with it yet. Yeah. And it just changed everything for me because yeah. I was like, God, like if you're just good for me, I don't want it. 
I don't want to serve a God that's just good for me if my life is good. I want to serve a God that is hope to people in all places, Amen. you know? Yeah. And I've seen him be that even in the middle of prison, you know? Yeah. And so to see and experience God in a place like that, I mean, it changes everything about your life. Amen. You know? Yeah. And so, yeah. I just love it. I love it so much. So <laughs> I would love for you to share a little bit about how Beauty Fresh has started, a little bit of your story, and yeah. how we are sitting right here in Vandalia right now. <laughs> I mean, full circle. It is right? kind of mind-blowing if I think about every detail of this moment. Um, but yeah, truly, uh, I, yeah, I had never heard of Vandalia until... Um, I stood before a judge who said, you're going to go to prison for 120 days and mm. do drug treatment, which if I take that moment and then back out from it, um, never would have seen that coming. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a, you know, Christ-centered home, ministries, the family business, pretty much like you're saying, like I did not, I can't see that I didn't see, see bad things in, because I dated bad boys. And, but I, so. Right, my, but we all see a little bit yeah, of that in our lives, but. Sure, exactly. Totally. So it definitely, but my, my home, um, you know, solid Christian loving yeah. parents, you know, but the enemy is out to steal, kill and destroy. Yep. So in my search for love and wanting to be loved, cause we're all like desire to be loved yeah. by God. Um, I went on a journey that led me, uh, eventually, you know, to a promiscuous lifestyle when I was a teen um, and in a legalistic church that said, you know, that type of stuff sends you to hell. Yeah. So I didn't understand the grace of God. So by the time I got to college, I'm like, yep, I'm just going to have a good time getting there. Ended up, um, uh, you know, just, just smoking marijuana became an addiction for me. Um, and then my desire to get people to love me, I started selling weed because it mm -hmm. was like, oh, I could be the one and people would love me. So I uh, sold weed to an undercover cop, which... Apparently you're supposed to ask first. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's true, <laughs> but I was kind I'm of dead. a rookie. So <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, first time in trouble though, and had never had any kind of, um, you know, my my lawyer was saying you everyone's getting two years probation. You're going to get two years probation. It's first time in trouble. It happened to be that we had a coffee house in that little town that my parents had opened as a ministry and the little town didn't love the people that brought the coffee house to their town because we were from Kansas City. So politics got involved and they sent me and my ex-husband. We were not, well, we had just got married five days before our court date. So this was our honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> Three hots and a cot. <laughs> not suggested. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's, well, anyway, I, anyway, there's so many things I can say there, but I want, um, <laughs> I was going to say, we did not get pregnant on our honeymoon, but obviously. So funny. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, Welcome to it. Gina. Um, so this anyway. This is what the world has been waiting for, Gina. Uh, I hope we so. We are here for this. <laughs> I hope we make it a brighter place. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, went to, but the day that I got sentenced, I heard the Lord say, this is for a reason. Like, mm. as much as I thought I was going to hell, God and I still communicated. And, yeah. Like, I should have known I never lost the Holy Spirit. You yeah. know, like, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit as a young age, and the whole time like he was still with me like mm -hmm. he would give me wisdom like when I needed to get out of unsafe situations yeah. and blah 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 but anyway so I went to prison going this is for a reason for marijuana yeah can, for marijuana can we even get our arms around this yeah. right now quarter bag quarter bag of marijuana uh, that that wasn't actually I mean technically it wasn't even mine that day that's the craziest part of it that's it's like wild. someone had told me they had some we were out the guy yeah. showed up and I took his money went and got it so oh my anyway, gosh! So it wasn't even. It like wasn't on even you. like the time. The one time it really wasn't my own. Oh my! <laughs> it was word. the time I sold to an undercover cop. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So God's hand was so in it, though. Yeah. Like I saw that. I'm like, I'm going to prison. Got probation for five years. Went to prison for 120 days. Came out going, 
Okay, I've met some women whose stories are so different than mine. Mm. Like, I felt like we we were all searching for love. But yeah. the reason, like, I felt unloved, my dad traveled a lot. And the enemy used that as an opportunity to go, you know, he works all the time and he's gone all the time. Do anything you can to get a man to love you, that type mm. of thing. But these women were like, um, my dad was never around or I was sexually abused mm-hmm. or physically abused or I'm in a home where my parents are doing drugs and not even paying attention. I mean, those right. were the stories I heard. Right. I'm like... Oh, yeah, no wonder you ended up here. Yeah. And so I kind of left with that burden Mm -hmm. um, and left saying, I'm never using drugs again, you know. And then (laughs) six months later, I'm like, Lord, why am I doing this again? (laughs) You know, (laughs) and why can't I just stop? I'm on probation and I have a son and this struggle is real. And I I understood that I really wasn't at it because I couldn't just put it down. And God gave me a vision that night that I had that conversation with him Mm -hmm. and just said, you know, it was for a reason and you're going to figure out how to get out of this addiction. And I could see a wing of the prison. Like I could, I got a picture in my mind's eye. I was so excited about it. I was ready to call Oprah because she was really big at the time. Oh, my <laughs> I called gosh. my friend. I was like, I'm going on Oprah because I'm going back to prison someday and I'm going to make a difference in the world. And <laughs> if only I could stop doing this. You know? <laughs> and so she's Isn't like, that so cool though? Like that the Lord was working and moving in your heart, even in the middle yes, of, of my, the junk. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's because, so true. Because I think sometimes we're like, no, 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 we have to get clean and we have to mm. get x y and z in order for the lord to use us or speak to us or whatever and obviously he wants that like he yeah, wants us to be clean yes to figure absolutely. It out. Yeah. but it doesn't mean that he's not pursuing us even in the middle of it so and i think that's so important for someone to mm-hmm. hear today because after that i struggled for another 10 years mm-hmm. and i and it was a battle because i had god had showed me my calling and it was like so the enemy use that as something to like dangle in front of me like a carrot you know in front of a rabbit going if only you could get it together you could have this and he'd pull it away that vision and I thought that was God speaking to me going you're just a little too screwed up I could do so much with you but you're a little too screwed up Mm. and obviously that's not the voice of God I mean like to understand God does not speak that way he says I have plans for you and they're abundant it's an abundant life that I have for you and I want to be the one to love you and I want to be the one to meet your every need and, you know, and so it was just this constant battle. But yeah. fast forward, I um, finally got back in church. I had a grandma that says, Gina, you need to raise your kids in church. I'm like, but you got to be perfect to go there, grandma. Yeah. And she's like, just just go. And so I, I found a church um, that became my church home. And when I told them I'm getting high on the way here, they're like, that's OK. Just keep showing up. God will deal with it. And yeah. so I learned grace mm. and um, eventually took a class called Oaks of Righteousness. That became the class that I learned how to go back and identify the lies I believed about myself. I mean, I was not an addict. That was a lie that I was believing. I wasn't, um, I had no reason to be ashamed. I had been an unfaithful wife. I had been, I mean, I had a whole list of things that defined me because of the things I had done. Right. And uh, I learned how to break those lies in the name of Jesus and replace it with truth just through some prayer ministry and, um, you know, learning how to break shame and, and performance orientation and trying to earn people's love. All those things were keeping me bound. And when I learned how to take that through the cross, I was set free from my addiction. So I was like, okay, Lord, we're taking this back to prison. Yeah. So that's why it all started. And he opened the doors. I mean, that's, if we had an hour and a half long podcast, just to tell you that story, I could, but it was, right. it's a God story and he's provided for us to do this Yeah. Uh, along the way. Well, and I feel like even being, so I got involved with Beauty for Ashes kind of like fall of 2016 and first started coming to prison January of 2017 um, underneath the Beauty for Ashes program coming in and teaching. Yeah. And I have seen the Lord's hand in just in these past three years. Yeah. 
so many ways. And you guys have been doing this for a hot minute. Like this isn't, this yeah. isn't new, you know? Yeah, we started in 2009. We, we formed as a, as a organization in 2009, just volunteering over at a program. So that was kind of the cool part of the story is, so then when I was like, okay, Lord, I guess we're supposed to take this to prison. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I had gotten divorced and I got engaged and we took that Oaks of Righteousness class right before I got married. And so three months later we got married and I did get pregnant on my honeymoon. <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't have a honeymoon, but the 24 hours later, yeah. I was <laughs> good job, Dirk. <laughs> He's always so proud of me. Um, That's <laughs> we were going to try right away. So then I got, uh, I got, you know, a year off. Yeah. I was you know, newly married. I was pregnant. I stopped serving in the church because serving in the church was a whole nother addiction for me. I w- it was still oh, part tied into that. Yeah. I want people to love me thing. So yes. it was good for me to stop everything and just be sober and to just mm. be a child of God and mm. let God just speak over me who I was. Yeah. So when I, my son was like nine months old, it was like, okay, now it's time to start serving again. And my yeah. husband's like, don't you want to do prison ministry? I'm like, yeah, but I don't know how to do that. Like, right. Well, I mean, honestly, if, if, I mean, I didn't know what to do when somebody yeah. was like, do you want to do prison ministry? I was like, sure, but literally how? I didn't even know. Like when I was in prison, I was in treatment. And so they really kept us yeah, separate. You're pretty, yeah. And separate I didn't the think about the time. fact that there was church, you know, I had gone to a church service, but I didn't think about it. those are volunteers that come yeah. in. You know what I mean? I just didn't think about how it all worked. So I was like, I know I'm supposed to do it. I just don't know how. Yeah. But God opened doors and we connected with an organization called uh, that was started through prison fellowship and they um they had the program that god gave me the vision of and that was crazy and so they said they were in vandalia which they assumed i had never heard of i'm like actually i've i've been there (laughs) orange was my new black in vandalia (laughs) and so i uh so i found out it already existed and so we started volunteering with them in 2009 and then in 2011 prison fellowship was going to shut down their program and we're like what and god just said you're supposed to run that program so that's how we started here and and um so yeah we've been doing it for a hot minute like you said since 2011 here in vandalia and then we expanded to chillicothe in 2017 so god opened he always opens these doors like whenever there's like no water in the pool he's Mm -hmm. like jump in (laughs) we're like uh (laughs) are you sure (laughs) that i'm not just gonna hit the bottom (laughs) exactly like when we took over the program in Vandalia, we had $500 in the bank and it was going to cost 10000 a month. Wow. And so we were kind of like finally getting that going smooth. And he's like, now I want you to expand to Chillicothe. I'm like, you do understand that's going to cost another. Yeah. Um, but so we just said yes to that and he's provided for yeah. that. And, that's yeah. what and it's been really cool to see over. I mean, I. I'm not even fully like, this isn't my full-time job to run this ministry. And I'm like, I feel like the last year has been up and down with with prison stuff. And so I can't even imagine how you felt. Um, But to see God's provision in opening Chillicothe and like opening up Beauty for Ashes in Chillicothe and how he's, how that program's thriving over there and how that's been such a gift with the turmoil of the past year, you know, like how cool to see the Lord just very strategically open and close doors and just be be the provider that he's always yeah. been and says that he's going to be, but it's just really cool to see that, like yeah. to get a front row seat to see that. Yeah, I I agree. I feel like I'm sitting in the front row with you. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, all right, God, what's next? <laughs> like, I feel like we're in the front row of a roller coaster, and I'm scared of heights. So yeah, <laughs> I'm like Lord, I'm gonna trust you. Honestly, honestly. Yeah. So can we talk really quick? So many people ask me. They're like, so what do you do when you go to the prison? What does it look like? Like, what is this program that you work with and all of that? And so I'd love to chat super fast about mm-hmm. just what does it look like for 
an inmate to be a part of Beauty for Ashes. Yeah. So um, we are definitely a Christ-centered program, but it's open to anyone of any faith to apply. And that's mm-hmm. what it is, is it's a voluntary program. So they will, um, you know, apply for it. Really, all we're looking for is, do you really have a desire to be a part of this? Yeah. Um, do you want to change? Because it's going to be hard work. Yeah. Um, so we they fill out an application. There's some requirements as far as you know, uh, conduct violations for the last 90 days. We want to see people going... I do have a commitment to do this enough that I will follow the rules around Mm -hmm. here. Um, And it's pretty easy to follow the rules in prison. I mean, ultimately, I I say that now when I was in there, um, you know, by the end of it, I was sitting under desk sniffing markers because you just want to like break (laughs) a rule. (laughs) You're just like, somebody give me some freedom. Honestly, I don't blame. (laughs) I kind of get like why it is sometimes hard to follow the rules for 90 days. But anyway, but so that's all we're looking for. But then they then they move over to our our wing of the prison. So everyone it lives. It's community living, which Mm -hmm. there's so much that happens in community. I mean, talk about women in prison in general. I mean, I would say talk about women in a dorm. I mean, think about college dorms and and like women living together. Um, (laughs) But but then when you're really in each other's lives and our wing of the prison, it cracks me up when people say it's they like being there because it's peaceful. I'm like, really? Because every day you tell me about (laughs) how much drama is happening on this wing. Right. Oh, my gosh. Literally. (laughs) It's just so funny because I mean, really, if you think about think about going to like a sleepover with your girlfriends in high school and like that kind of thing. Not that it's like the fun parts of a sleepover. But just the dramatic parts of a big sleepover there, yeah. welcome to prison. It's like, it's exactly the drama. Center. right. It is drama. <laughs> um, but, but in that, it, it is, and anytime there's conflict, so so conflict within the community, we handle it biblically. Mm-hmm. And so we're like saying, okay, conflict is an opportunity for us yeah. to look at ourselves and go, why am I you know, having conflict with this person, what is it in me that this is triggering? Yep. Because that's always going to reveal something that needs to be healed. Yeah. And so that is a big part of what we do. Yeah, um, the first trimester is going through that Oaks of Righteousness curriculum um, that I had gone through because mm-hmm. God had said, when you figure it out, you're going to take that back. So that's very important to us that we go back and do inner healing. Mm-hmm. There's so much trauma and abuse in, in most women's lives that yeah. have ended up in prison. Yeah. Um, and even if there's not like my own, there's something, there's a place where the enemy has gotten ground and so we're just going back we take back that ground Mm -hmm. and then the next um so the uh, the ladies are in classes you know probably about 20 hours of the week they're actually in courses Mm -hmm. themselves but then there's journaling and there's homework so it's about a 40 hour a week program and it's 24 7 community living christ-centered they're starting every day though in worship in the morning um and they do devotionals together in the morning in community Mm -hmm. so we're just getting filled up in the morning and then we're walking it out throughout the Mm -hmm. day and then as soon as staff leave i understand it gets crazy on the wing but <laughs> that's what i've been told every day for the last that's 11 years um but yeah but it's it, so then the next the rest of it is like how do i parent how do i yep. have relationships with people how do i um plug in a church um they start every day telling the motto which is um healed at the root of my issues discipled in my faith and ready to serve my family and community with the ministry of love yeah. so they're learning how to um live in the kingdom here on this earth yeah it's so good and it's so valuable and important because i can't tell you and you've had these conversations more than i have of how many times the girls are like oh man it's just like it's so hard or it's so blah 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 is going on and x y and z is going on and the drama and the whatever and i'm like you it's not any different out here yeah you know and so for you to be able to have this opportunity in prison like because because the enemy is always going to say like oh once you get out or like it's better this way or whatever you're not going to have these problems when you get out of prison 
same problems exist in prison that are out of prison. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, man, if we can figure out while we're in prison, what does God say about how to handle conflict? What does God say about how to parent my children? What does God say about my finances? You know, like all of these things, then you can leave that place healed and whole and ready to take on life out here yeah you with know? some tools to go okay i'm yes. like an onion so i'm you're gonna deal with a few layers here yeah but there's gonna be more layers when you get outside and yep. you're gonna leave knowing exactly how to take this through the cross right. i mean that's the beauty of what we learned absolutely mm-hmm. oh, i love it so much and it's been so cool to be able to see girls get out and make it mm-hmm. you know uh, and yes. thrive like yes. that's my favorite part is like you know these girls that i'm friends with on facebook and seeing them thrive and do well and and get their children back and like have a job and you know that's just the coolest thing and and to see the transformation yeah is so awesome and you see like i love it when they're posting pictures of their kids like worshiping and singing worship songs and stuff you're like you're changing generations now yeah it's not just about you and that's that's what's so cool too because sometimes too you see people get out and not make it and totally like struggle yeah really struggle yeah and you're like oh my my gosh, like how, you know, you had all of this at your fingertips and you, you went right back. And yet the reality is that first of all, life is hard Mm -hmm. and sin is easy, you know? Um, but the other thing is that even if it only impacted one, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Even if all of this only impacted one individual, first of all, that one individual matters. But second of all, they have the power to change hundreds of lives yeah. by changing the generational yeah you know i mean it's been cool to be five years out and to now see because i mean you should like get out and do things good before you jump into ministry right but now um that we've been i say five years it's been longer than that but to be five years out with some of these ladies that have been out it's five to eight years that are now serving in full-time ministries yeah that's been the cool part and in fact we have our program manager over in chillicothe she was in our very first program uh, our very first group when we took over the program and it became beauty for ashes reentry group one shalina larkin um well she was shalina smoot at the time <laughs> um but yeah she is now our program manager so and it's and she's been the best beautiful watching i mean it's yeah. it, there's such a strength to have someone who's been in prison yeah run the program girl she knows really, yeah, like she, she just she knows calls people out on things i'm like i totally did not i i have been getting manipulated for years now <laughs> that's okay <laughs> I mean, I was in prison, but for 120 days, she spent like 10 right. years. So. Right. Shalita knows what's up. And I love her. And that that's the best part. Like, that's yeah. the best part is to see the transformation. Yes. You it know? gives such hope to these women. They're like, oh. oh, she can do it. And I mean, this girl started shooting up meth when she was 12 years old. Mm. And so God has transformed her yeah. life and changed generations because it was a yes. generational thing in her family, yes. too. And now her mom's sober and they're living oh together. Gosh. I mean, it's it, only God can write a story like that. That's the and thing. he's written hundreds of those stories um yeah. we've gotten to witness it through through beauty fresh is not taking credit for beauty fresh is only giving god credit no, that that's what but he's done man this and see yeah. this is exciting because look what god can do with one person saying yes to what to yeah him. that's crazy. you know that's what god's done through your life you uh, know and i've told you this before but i always say like i know that you started beauty for ashes for people in prison but what I what the Lord has done is He's used it for people like me, mm. you know, and He's changed my life through Beauty for Ashes, and and not it's not like oh Gina's amazing, you are amazing, I love you, yeah, but look but what it looks good. like when you say yes to the I Lord. Know. I mean, that crazy? is so cool. That gets me excited because I'm like oh man, like who whose lives can I impact by yeah. saying yes to whatever the Amen. Lord. Amen. And me. I watched you and and Jane at Altered Ministries. I'm like, what the world? They're making such a difference. I mean, it's just so crazy it's to so see cool. the ripple effect 
connect oh my gosh and to be able to link arms and like kind of do it together you know it's just the best thing and i want to get to the end of my life and i want to be able to look back and be like look 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 like that's i saw the lord here and here and here and here like that's what i want to be able to say at the end of my life is that i got to experience god and i got to see miracles like i got to see lives being transformed that's what i want to be a part of Amen. like the, the day-to-day stuff yeah whatever cool like but i that's <laughs> the stuff that gets me excited it's ex- hey yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it's just it's kind of addicting in its own way <laughs> it is and so this is like as we are facing where we're at right now mm-hmm. in this world this is where i go but God is still this person. Yep. Like everything we just now said and how excited we get, yep. he's not changed in the midst That's, of any of this. Yes. Like I think, and like you had pointed out, it's in those trialing times. Like when you go to prison and you see these people who have gone through major trials and how much they've experienced God, I think that's kind of what he's doing right now. He's getting yeah. us all on an even playing field to go, but watch what I'm about to do. Yeah. yeah. And, and let's focus on what actually matters. Yeah. Because I mean, all of a sudden when all these extra things are stripped away, you're like, wait, what? where's my identity and like, who am I? And what is actually lasting, you know? And so I think that that it is that leveling of the playing field. That's, that's really what happens in prison, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's like all that stuff is stripped away and you're all wearing the same thing. And you know, it's just, you are on the same playing field and that it feels like that's what's happening out here. You know, it's just stripping. And and what are we going to do with that? Like, how are we going to, to walk forward in that? And I'm really praying that, that, that this time is, a time of revival. You know, I think it is hearts. part of the the prophecy of revival. Yes. You know what I mean? It's been prophesied so much that there was a prophecy that when the Chiefs went to the, to the <laughs> Super Bowl that there was going to be a revival. I don't know if that's true or not, but I mean, all these things have been kind of lining up and people yeah. have been saying 2020 is a year of revival. Well, I think you have to like have a reason for a revival and I think that could be what's happening. And that's I'm telling okay. you, in the prison, you the ladies see God working in the lives of the lady, the women throughout the whole prison see God working in the lives of our, the women, our program. And we, we wear the pink shirts. And yeah. so many of the ladies say, some of my friends that I used to do horrible things with in prison now could like sneak over to talk to me because they don't want to be seen with me otherwise. But they're like, I need you to pray with me for this. I see yeah. that God's transformed you and he's real. And I need you to pray with me. I think that's what's going to happen across the world. As we mm-hmm. like put our trust in God, people are going to go, I see him providing for you and, and still working in your life. I want that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's, that, oh, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what this year, year holds. It's very unknown and very unexpected, but God is still here. He's yeah. still present and yeah. he's still working. And yeah. so he's going to be doing something. Yeah. You know, he yeah. is. So you if know? you can remind me of that and like next yeah. week when I start to freak out again. <laughs> I know. Same though. <laughs> same. It's like, a daily reminder. It is a daily it is a reminder. Daily thing yeah. that you have to do. But okay. So let's talk a little bit about some of your dreams and visions for the future of Beauty for Ashes yeah. because there has been some fun stuff going on. Yes. And so uh, we would love to hear about that. So in the midst of this last, so this past year was the first time as a ministry, like that, I mean, we've had times that where it was like, okay, even playing or even not even playing field, but even like even Steven, things are kind mm-hmm. of going good. And and then there's the times of growth when we opened at Chillicothe. Um, and then this last year, we had just a, a situation where this prison made us like, like of our staff member, which was heartbreaking because she's been with us from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And when we didn't have anyone to fill her whole place, fill that yeah. hole, they made us shut down the program. So it was like, oh. What's happening yeah. here, Lord? So in the midst of that, I was like trying to seek out the Lord um, and through some prayer and fasting and just 
God moving. It was mm-hmm. like, I, I, the Lord spoke to me and a whole bunch of people to you guys and to mm-hmm. Denise, who was our program manager that, that we need to start looking at recovery centers outside mm-hmm. of the prison because so, I mean, we have been getting, and since, I mean, really the week that I was truly like praying and fasting on this, I, um, like out of nowhere, call after call after call for about five days straight of people looking to get into a recovery center. And I could not find wow. an answer to for them. Yeah. And those folks are still, some of them are still struggling today, mm-hmm. still trying to get into places. And some of them ended up back in prison because we just couldn't find a solution. Yeah. Not that they're not out there, but they're all filled. They're full. Yeah. And they're there's, full. there's not even like a fraction of enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just, there's no, and, and some of them that do have openings, it costs money yep. or, um, or they're not Christ-centered. And honestly, yeah. it's not going to work any nope. other way. It yeah. takes Jesus to, to yeah. heal the pain of the past that we're trying to medicate with drugs. And so yeah. um, so we really felt like we're supposed to move in that direction. We also, God gave us a vision to expand and to go into the men's prison. At the same time, our program here in Vandalia was shut down. We, we were like you know, putting, you know, uh, what are those when you like try to get the heartbeat back together? We got the heartbeat going and we got the program back up and running and then no one signed up. I was like, okay, Lord, that's weird because in Chillicothe, we have like 65 members and we're, we're down to five here in Vandalia. Mm-hmm. At the same time, God revealed a building in Troy, Missouri for a recovery center. So we have been in, um, prayer and making connections and in negotiations for a building in Troy that would be perfect for us. Yeah. And it's just crazy because we are, we've been in these negotiations and we're down to the final week and we have to make our final decision this yeah. week and the whole world goes crazy. And yeah. so uh, we are definitely in a moment of going, okay, God, if we say yes to this, you have to provide because yeah. we have a short amount of time to raise um, money, money $65,000 that we would have to need. I mean, we need 25,000 in the next week, which, you know, he'll, yeah. he'll provide, but, um, and then or however long it, I don't know. I just, the world's yeah. crazy. So I don't know how long it's going to take to do right. this, but we're just praying um, that God is who he says he is. Yeah. And he knew that this was going to happen yeah. and the need is huge. And even so, I mean, just the need on this last week, um, a friend of ours, as we were looking at this, at this building in Troy and we have a place in Kansas city that will be open down the road. It's not open now, but uh, for us to use, but as we were looking at these places, um, a friend of ours, her daughter has been struggling, uh, in her addiction. And she was one of the reasons we're like, we got to get this going because Amanda needs help. Yeah. And, and this is going to be a place that we can get her into, you know, mm-hmm. she's been one and she overdosed and passed away last week on heroin. It was like, okay, we have yeah. to get this place going now. Yeah. And then there's another gal who just called me yesterday and she's been on this journey. She was in our program in beauty for ashes and she wants help and we don't know where to put her there. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. There's the time is now that we have yeah. to make this happen. Yeah, absolutely. And this is what we're called to do and be as a church, Yeah, you know, is the hands and feet of Jesus. And there's such, I didn't realize until I started doing prison ministry that there was such a gap yeah. between prison and then being out and making it. Yeah. You know, there's a huge gap there. Yeah. And, you know, when you get out of prison, you don't have anything. Yeah. You know, especially if you don't have any kind of community to go back to or your community that you had 
was part of why you ended up in prison yeah you know and so it's like what do you do like what do you do in those situations there's so much need and it's just it's so vast you know yeah yeah that's exactly right and that's uh, the the name that um god has given denise for this program is shielded by faith recovery center uh and at first i was like well shield of faith sounds like that's how you hear it. It's shield of faith, mm-hmm. not shielded by faith. So I, I went back and forth. I'm like, is this the right name? But the Lord has just showed me like when, it, I mean, when the armor of God was being described in that time, the culture and the context at the time, when they fought battles on the front lines, the, the shields that came together the, that they had at the time, it covered you, but then it was bigger and it went to the side and it covered the person next to you. Mm-hmm. And so when they would bind together and make the front lines, it would just be this wall of shields that, that only worked when they came together. side by side together yeah. in this. And that is so what, what reentry needs to look like and what mm-hmm. recovery looks like mm-hmm. um, is that we have to, as the body of Christ, stand and protect one another and, sh- and bind together in community to walk this out, to go, okay, we're going to put our energy into growing in the Lord and into coming together. And so this time in this recovery center, I just see that as the body of Christ just standing and going, we're going to protect these women yeah. as they get into the the refuge of the Lord to get redefined by him mm-hmm. and to strengthen and to build this um, this ability to walk this out and become a part then of that front line for the next right. person. Yeah, something I'm so excited about is the fact that it's in my community like it's really Troy is close to me and I'm really excited about that I'm really excited to be able to invest in that community right there you know and that's just been on my heart for so many years as I've seen these girls get out and see such a gap and then also you're limited as a volunteer at the prison how you can help with the gap you know (laughs) and so I'm just so excited like I'm I'm so excited excited to see this take place and I cannot wait like I just can't wait because um because that is such a huge need like prison is a huge need and ministry Mm -hmm. in the prison is a huge need but I would say almost even more so that gap in between is such a need and so it's really cool that we're gonna be able to to have a resource yes. there, you know? I mean, it just shows it's so God. I mean, uh, just the oh, whole, like when I put the whole God story and I write it all down, it's like, okay, Lord, you have totally called us to do this. And of course you called us to an empty pool to do it because that's what you do Yeah, <laughs> in the midst of a, p- a pandemic. Okay, that's yeah. what you can do. And you were big yeah. enough to do this. But uh, it, the the need is so great. And, and the opportunities that we have there to like be able to physically touch. I'm real excited because I always dreamt about... I mean, it was part of the original vision. He showed me a thing inside the prison. He showed me this thing outside Mm -hmm. the prison. And really that same week that the opportunity inside the prison to take over this program opened up the same week we had come across another property in Kansas city that we thought this was going to happen at. Well, God shut that door, but the dream never died. And so, but with it was always um, holistic. So uh, in the recovery center, it's going to be, eating right and getting to do gardens and, Mm -hmm. and learning what it looks like to, to, you know, work with your, work with your hands and to get to the roots of uh, the roots of a garden that grows out out this beautiful, um, nourishing vegetables. It's the same thing we're going to be doing inside the spirit to get to the roots. And then there's just going to be this, um, you know, uh, exercise part of it that is going to be, you know, mind, body, soul, like, yes, like really, really get healthy. To, do get, to get healthy before you leave this place. Yeah, the whole absolutely. thing. And I'm so excited. It's going to be so good. <laughs> and this property so good. is amazing for it. So uh, like God is good. <laughs> oh, my word. I just can't wait to see this continue to take shape. And I think too, you know, it's, 
in this, we've so we've seen the Lord like mm-hmm. time after time after time after mm-hmm. time, just like providing, 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 providing. And I think sometimes in these situations in particular, when it can feel so unknown and so like, okay, God, what are you doing? It's just an opportunity for him to show up and show off Yeah. to the point where you're like, only God, like only yeah. God could have done that. Like, there's no way I can take any credit for yes. that because it was in the middle of a pandemic that, yes. like, that we got this home, you yeah. know, because that that's reminds what a me. God thing. Yeah. The, the, so at church, at our church, this, it was totally, I mean, God's hand over all of this has just been crazy, but we've been doing a study on Habakkuk, which mm-hmm. we had chose as, um, you know, I would say we, I'm on the preaching team at our church, but yeah. that we had picked a year ago, they had picked yeah. out what we're going to be preaching on. It just happened to be Habakkuk in the midst of what was about to go down. So we're in the last uh, chapter three of Habakkuk, which mm-hmm. is all about like him, yeah. like seeking the Lord, like, um, Lord, you need to fix this situation. Yeah. And the Lord's like, well, then I'm going to take Babylon to come and fix it. And he's like, what? Those are the evil people. And, you know, right. and then it, it, it's through destruction that God gets his, his mm-hmm. plan done. But I love this last part of Habakkuk because I think it fits where we're going through as a mm-hmm. country and, and really as an organization going, okay, Lord, really now? Um, yeah. So I'm going to read this to you because yeah. it made me think of that. Um, so it says, even though the fig trees have no blossoms, which you could say, even though Target has no toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> and there are no grapes on the vine, even though the olive crops fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights, which I, like I just that. love that. I mean, I just think that that is our, like, prayer right now even as an organization is like even though it makes no sense yeah god you are so good and i'm gonna stand in faith that you're gonna like take us through this and you're gonna show off like we're gonna have such a great i love telling god stories i'm like write some more in our lives so we can tell people about it absolutely i love the last part of that verse it says he'll make you as sure-footed as a deer because i was in israel a few weeks ago and we were in the desert and so it was just like rocky vast wilderness, dry Mm. desert. Mm. And we read, we didn't read that verse, but we read another verse that was talking about how he makes us Mm -hmm. sure-footed in like the rocky places. And it was so interesting because if you, if you walk, we did a a big hike anyway, up, up this mountain type thing. Can't even imagine. I so wish I was with you. (laughs) (laughs) It was really, it was really cool. But, um, but it's rocky and in like rocky, dry dirt, is like slick and slippery, you know, cause like mm-hmm. the rocks tumble and whatever. And so, you know, we were going up this path, but you kind of have to be careful where you walk and like that kind of thing. But obviously not on a path, just trying to walk up a mountain or whatever would be really difficult, except there's like mountain goats and deer and th- they just do this all the time. They yeah. just like, you know, frolic along these rocket, this rocky terrain and they're fine. If yes. that's what they, but he says he's going to make us sure-footed like a deer that just like, you know, does its thing yeah. and it's fine, even though, though the ground is rocky and the ground is dry and it's slick and it's slippery, that that's what he's going to do for us in the middle of the barren places. Like, like in the you don't of... see footage of deer like sliding down no. a mountain. No, I don't think I've ever seen <laughs> a deer like ever... slip and slide. <laughs> yeah, you never do. No. And, and they put their feet, uh, that's what our pastor was talking about. They put their feet, their hind feet, right where their front feet were like they they're solid in their steps and the God's just mm. designed them that way mm-hmm. and he's designed us the same when we put our faith in him it's going to be the same I love that yeah. I love that so much so what does it look like to have faith and trust the Lord and be bold and move forward 
in a vision or something that the Lord has placed on your heart when you're faced with unknowns and kind of impossibilities. Because I feel like right now is a unique situation. But for the most part, I would say, at least in my life, that when I feel like the Lord's called me to do something, I can't see it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like it, it feels unknown. And so I think that there's probably a lot of people who are like, okay, I feel like the Lord has put this vision on my heart. I feel like he's called me to do this, but I I can't see it. Like it, yeah. it doesn't feel like it can actually happen. What do you say to the people that are in that situation? I, I say you just, you jump because yeah. you're going to know. I mean, that's, it, it takes me back. Like we're having a board meeting tomorrow. That's going to be a similar conversation to the board meeting we had in 2011 when we, we we had a little bit of board we we're back to having kind of a little bit of board right now but it's growing mm-hmm. um but when we had to make the decision to take over the program in vandalia we literally my husband and i were not getting paid mm-hmm. neither one of us but god had provided and that money had run out mm-hmm. and we had 500 dollars in the beauty for ashes bank and and we were living on credit cards really mm-hmm. honestly um which is a mess but um and this opportunity came open it's ten thousand a month mm-hmm. and it's like okay, it makes no sense on paper to do this. It makes no sense. And so we, we form our board and we say that to them. And there was a lot of conversations going back and forth about like, what if, but what if, what if God doesn't show up? And it's like, what do we have to lose? I mean, if he doesn't show up, we're going to know right away. Mm -hmm. But I think, but there's, I, I have the gift of faith. It's a spiritual gift for me Mm -hmm. where I can go, but if he said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. Like, yeah. let's just like join the, yeah. the adventure of it all. Now, does that mean next week I'm not freaking out or tomorrow <laughs> before my board meeting when I have to have the same conversation in the midst right. of this pandemic? Like, it doesn't make sense on paper to move yeah. forward. Um, but God, you know yeah. what I mean? So I think you just have to go, God called me to this. Does that mean in the last 10 years, 10, 2009, you know, is yeah. when we started, but then 2011, so nine years of this ministry when we've had to pay other people's payroll. That's the part that's the hard part for me mm-hmm. is like, it's one thing for me to choose to starve. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Lord, I don't want to be the reason someone else's electricity gets shut off because we couldn't pay them. Right. There were definitely times over this last few years where we were like in, we were to the last minute. I'm like, payroll is tomorrow, Lord. I need $10,000 between yeah. now and tomorrow yeah. or 5,000. I mean, payroll would cover about, you know, anyway, right, but whatever it was, huge amount we, of didn't money. Have a, we didn't have it. Yeah. And, and God would show up in these crazy ways. So like when we said yes, when we stood with our board, that very first decision and we had $500 and we didn't know where it was going to come from that by the end of the meeting, we're like, okay, let's, let's see God yeah. do this. And it was a unanimous vote to move for, forward. That's awesome. like two weeks later, we got uh, a thing in the mail saying you've won this grant that you applied for, which when we applied for the grant, it wasn't because we had this opportunity. Oh, wow. It was $10,000. It was oh, like, my gosh. are you kidding me, Lord? This is fun. <laughs> That's so awesome. It has been story after story of story. So I think that when you get to this point in it, after you say that initial, yes, we have to do what God told the children of Israel go back and tell the story, take yeah. you know, build monuments to these moments, yep. take, keep a fruit list of everything that I've done so that when you're back in this position of having to trust me, you go back and tell the story of my faithfulness yes. because I am a God that does not change yes. and I'm going to continue to be that faithful moving yes. forward. Yes. Which is so hopeful. It's yeah. so hopeful when you are in seasons of, of wilderness or barrenness or where you really, I mean, like sometimes I feel like you can see a little bit more than others. And then sometimes you're like, I have no idea what tomorrow 
tomorrow holds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But to know that we serve a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. Like the same God who's been faithful to us so many times in our life. Yeah. He's going to be faithful tomorrow. He totally He's going to be faithful next week. And he's going to be faithful in six months. Like he, that is who he is, you know? Yeah. And that needs that. to be our post on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, like I encourage everyone keep track over these next few weeks yep. because we're all going to be in a position of not being able to leave our houses and not being able to work and blah, 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 yeah. whatever they decide to do. So God is going to, God is going to provide our yeah. daily manna. I mean, he is going to provide our daily bread and it's going to be amazing. So when you have those God stories of finding 10 bucks in your couch or whatever it is, yeah. and it could be just the littlest thing, put it on Facebook. Let us hear those stories. Don't, don't, don't feed your fears. Feed the yeah. God stories. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, so good. So much wisdom. I'm just I'm so grateful it's for fun. you. This is so it's much so fun. It's so fun. It is so fun. Yeah, no, I know we can't talk forever, but this is fun. Oh, I know. I know. Well, a couple more things that I want to ask you before we wrap up. Um, what do you feel like people need to know about prison? Like, I feel like there's so mm-hmm. many misconceptions around yeah. that world. What, like, if you could tell anybody anything about prison, prison ministry, anything like that, what would you say to people? So as far as what people need to know about prison, um, yeah, I think that the media like causes fear in people. And so you watch these shows on TV. And I, I mean, like when I was, when I was going to prison, I was like Pollyanna going to prison. (laughs) And so I was so scared in the, like when, uh, it is just those first, that first 24 hours. I mean, it is. Oh, I can't even imagine. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I can't like like, all of it. I mm -hmm. mean, when do you ever get strip searched? You know, you just like, you're, you're, you're standing naked and like they spray you down with the stuff to kill bugs off of you. And I'm like, is this my life right now? This is crazy. And I was, and I was a breastfeeding mom. So that was a whole nother thing going on. So, um, so in that moment I get done with all of that and I'm like sitting and they're taking my picture and the guard that, and she actually still works there today. And I, I finally connected with her. I was like, you changed my life and my experience going Mm -hmm. to prison. Cause I asked her, I'm like, are there fights here? Because I've literally oh. never been in a fight in my entire life. Still to this day, thankfully, I can say that. Except in my dreams where it's like really slow motion. Right? <laughs> so I really have no confidence. And now I can hold my own. And she's like, you know, there's fights here every day. But you just watch your back. And, you know, you seem like a kind person and you'll be fine. So there was... I honestly oh. have never seen a fight in prison yet to this day. Like God just protected me in yeah. that. So I think there's this fear that that's the case, yep. but it really isn't as bad as you think. Right. And um, my husband, when we went, when we got into prison ministry, he was like, he was encouraging me do this. And then he's like, but I thought it was going to be a five-year plan before we actually ever went, you know, like, and then God's so timing funny. was so much faster. Well, the first night that we went to prison, he was kind of scared too. And he assumed we'd had like armed guards standing next to us, like protecting <laughs> us. Um, yeah. They were nowhere in sight I'm and dead. we were in a maximum prison for men. Um, yeah. Totally and, different. Yeah, <laughs> totally different. And it, right under the hole where you could like hear them, like, oh. which is the segregation, you know, you could hear that it was, it was a little eerie. Honestly, I've never had, I've always hated solitary confinement. Like, but I have so much, even just respect for like the prison life world in general, like yeah. be, trying to be quarantined to your house, you, it gives you a, a fraction, a, little taste. a tiny, tiny, yeah. tiny fraction of what that might be like. Yeah. I can't even imagine. I can't even keep, imagine. Well, cause at least we have our, well, our family. Oh yeah. yeah. And they are like, like we have so yeah. many things. Like I can still get up and move around in my house and make food and yeah. talk to people and 
and, and and of course you and I have a friend that went through solitary yep. confinement and in in yeah. that she's taught us how to handle this oh is make a thankful list I mean yeah. she sat and made a hundred and something things she was thankful for in right. solitary confinement so right. anyway side note <laughs> oh, I know I just yeah so many you can just so like many. this is talk about building your faith I mean when you see the faith of people that sit in solitary confinement yeah for literally no reason yeah. and at the end of it they're like oh sorry like yeah you know <laughs> yeah that I mean, 90 days about, she yeah sat talk there about for nothing. building your faith yeah truly and god was so faithful and good yeah. to her in that so anyway that, that night though when we were in the prison and we were underneath that it was my husband's first night there and what god did to him i think is is it reveals what you can learn in prison mm. is he he was nervous and these guys were all i mean tatted out and, and this is not his <laughs> this was not dork's world um he sat down and, and I was like, you're teaching this first class. Cause I, I was already sold in, but I wanted him to be sold out too. Yeah. And, um, and he said, as soon as he called, told the guys to have a seat and the guys were so like, they're Respe- thankful, oh, so, so respectful. respectful. They're so yeah. happy that you're yeah. giving of your time. And they sat down and he said, he looked over at the classroom and he saw all of them as little boys, mm-hmm. like little boys that needed a father that needed to be told that they were loved. And these were grown men, but he could see the hurt, the broken little kids in them. And I think that's what, people have I think that's what you have to learn about yeah. prisoners is that you know we all care about the abused child you know and we and if people are asked to give to organizations that that care for children I mean our hearts go out to that because right. yeah we want we want to save them and we want to protect them well the people that are in prison are the ones that didn't get saved or protected yeah and and the, that's who we are healing the little kids inside yeah. so that they can become the men and women that God has called them to be yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, you couldn't have said it any better. I mean, that was, that was the game changer moment for me in yeah. prison too. And I was like, Oh wait, like yeah. the, the hammer came down on them for the hurt that they caused other people, but it never came down on the person that hurt them. Yeah. And they never got justice for the things that happened to them in yeah. their life. And that is sobering. You know, it's sobering and it gives you so much perspective. Like when you, when you read that news article and you see that, you know, whatever, what you don't see is everything that led up to that. And while I'm not justifying behavior Mm -hmm. or abuse or, you know, Mm -hmm. all these things, at the same time, perspective does a lot for you. (laughs) Yeah, it totally does. And it's why we can't ever stop what we're doing inside the prison because I say, thank God when someone gets sent to prison because mm-hmm. they finally can get to a place. One, o- oftentimes it saves their life because the yeah. drug addiction can take their lives. Yeah. And and two, because Jesus is there, it can be right. the thing that that, um, that saves the, their generations to absolutely. come. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so good, friend. Um, so really quick, how can people get involved and link arms with you guys? Yeah. Um, so we have a website um, that is... Uh, BFA. I've I've learned now. I'm like I should change it. It's hard to say, but BFA for Beauty for Ashes. BFA dash ministry dot org is our website, and um, that has information on. You can like send a, a thing that you know that you're interested in getting more information mm-hmm. to get involved because you can serve mm-hmm. inside the prison. If you're in the Chillicothe area, we have opportunities of serving there. Um, even in the we're not done in Vandalia, yeah. so we're going to still serve within the chapel um, here in Vandalia, uh, and then. Um, 
in the Kansas City area, we serve over in Lansing Correctional Facility. Um, we will be going back in when the world goes back to normal. Yeah. Um, so those are ways to serve, but you can also get behind what we're doing, um, partnering with us. All of this costs money. Yeah. Um, it, you know, we, we have staff members that do it uh, with the recovery center. If that's something you want to be a part of, um, obviously we're raising a lot of money in a very short amount of time. Yeah. You, if you want to partner with us financially, you can actually just go straight to bfagive.com and that's a platform where you can give, um, and you could put a note of where you want that money to go to. Um, but, uh, that's if you want to partner financially, but we need prayers. Um, yeah. uh, if you want to hold a supplies drive, um, you know, we use paper and pens and highlighters, all that's on our website. Uh, so there's so many, so yeah. many ways to so get involved. Many ways. Um, it really sky's the limit. And if you want to take a little mini missions trip and bring a, a group out for a Saturday to do, um, uh, like a teaching and some activities with the ladies, uh, just to kind of expose people's hearts to yeah. this, just to move, um, the hearts to like what what does it mean when Jesus says, come visit me in prison? Right. We have so many things that you can do, but you just have to reach out and let us know that you want to be involved. I love it. And man, if I can encourage anybody, I'm like, get yourself in prison. Like, because yeah. even, you know, we did that conference at Chillicothe last yeah. year for general population, which was so Huge. awesome. So awesome. Um, and we just saw the Lord. I mean, talk about seeing the Lord. Like we saw 250 the women who just got before the Lord and oh let my gosh, speak truth. Like it was incredible. Yeah. But some of the women we were able to bring with us and there are now doing ministry in their local county jails. And yes. it's so cool. Cause yes. like, it's one of those things that kind of, until you get into that world, you, you just don't really know. And it's easy to be pretty unaware and all these yeah. things, but it's been so cool to see what the Lord has birthed again in us outside, like outside of doing ministry yeah. in the prison, you know, and how he's used that and I always say that you know when you do prison ministry you think you're gonna go in and like help people and love people whatever and bless them or whatever you know Mm -hmm. but what really happens is that you're helped and you're healed and you're blessed by going in there so much more than I can like I know I know that the Lord has done so much in my own heart by going there and even even if I never impacted anyone in there they've impacted me you know and they've made a difference in me and I'm so thankful for that (laughs) this lady at church a couple weeks ago she was like I have to find Gina and so someone texted me like this lady's looking for you and I saw her and she was glowing. I was like, oh, you went to prison yesterday, didn't you? And she's like, I did. I'm like, you have the post-prison glow. (laughs) Yeah, who would have ever thought, you know? Like, it's just not what you would expect, but God just does so much in it. It's it's so so cool. cool. It's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this, friend. It means so much to me and I'm so grateful for you and your life and your heart and grateful for how you've been willing to say yes to whatever the Lord set before you and so right back at you let's just keep doing it together huh keep going friends (laughs) thanks for having me I literally wish that Gina and I could have just added for another hour because she is so full of wisdom she is just such a light I love her to pieces and every single time I talk with her I leave so encouraged and so filled up and I really hope that you guys feel that same way after listening to this conversation If you want to get connected with Beauty for Ashes or you want to get plugged in or be a part of serving or anything like that, 
go to the website in the show notes and connect with them over at Beauty for Ashes Prison Ministry. You will be so glad that you did it. You won't regret it. I can promise you that. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you to share it with a friend? A lot of us are just kind of hanging out these days and working, but we have a lot more free time. And so share this with a friend that you think will be encouraged by this or just needs a little something fun to pick them up today. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Reviews are so helpful and they help other people find the show, which is always a great thing. I hope you guys are having a great week. Stay safe, stay well, and let's make the most of this time that we have. Even though I am very hopeful that this is a very temporary season, I still want to live this season of my life well. So while I'm cooped up in my house working from home and doing literally everything from home, I still want to live these days really well and be a blessing and make a difference even from my little office. So I hope you guys are doing well. I hope y'all feel encouraged and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We'll see you guys next time here on the True Speaks podcast.